some I got some Saturday energy today. Uh, you guys, first question is probably what happened to V8? They dropped us already. Listen, these guys are so fickle. These fickle sponsors, and that's not a F word that I like to use very often. Fickle little sponsors out here. V8, they said, how dare you suggest there could be a V9? There's a reason we chose eight. And at that point, I tuned it out because I don't care anymore. You drop me. I don't want the vegetable history. So we're going sponsorless. The only sponsor is me. Dry Feb, still raising money. We're getting up there. We're almost at $1,000. The link is in my Instagram biography. So if you feel inclined, it goes towards the Canadian Cancer Society. Pretty obvious what that is. Great cause. And I'm out here. And because now I'm sober, I'm looking forward to other stuff. It's Saturday. That would be the day to have a drink, of course. And I also realized, too, that Super Ball or Super Bool or Super Bowl, depending on what region you're from, is on Sunday. What a great month for me to choose to go dry when the only, the number one drinking sporting event of the year is on Sunday. And I got to say, I think it's going to have the highest ratings of all time. It has to have the highest ratings of all time. I mean, the amount that they'll lose on not being able to sell tickets to it will be completely offset by the fact that so many people are going to tune in because what else is there to do? This is ideal conditions. Everyone's stuck at home, especially where I am here. We, we got a full-on blizzard going on. I ran face-first into a blizzard today. Like an idiot, I didn't bring my... Normally, I'll put my sunglasses on to block the snow out of my face. No. I said, it's not that bad. No. Two kilometers. That was the Idoran straight until I got to turn around to the first two kilometers straight into snow. I couldn't see anything in a weird way. It was kind of blissful. I'm like, I'm out here all alone. I'm running. I can't see anything. In another way, it was absolutely terrifying. Cause I'm like, dude, if anything happens out here, this is how I'm going to go. This is it. Spring my ankle and die in a blizzard on the on the on the river. And by the way, the other part of my head, and I can't believe I didn't bring this up. I saw a mother effing coyote. I'm coming around. This was uh yesterday. I'm running along, and all of a sudden I come around this corner. This is down by the river on the path. A lot of people around. And I look over and I see this dog. And I go, that's a cool looking dog. And I don't see anyone near. I'm like, I wonder where the owner is. And then my brain's like, look again, Todd. Look again at that dog real quick. So I take another quick gander at the dog. I go, oh, that's a full on coyote. And those, I got to be honest. I've talked, I've talked some smack about coyotes in the past because I've always thought, you know, you, you hear people getting attacked by bears, cougars, you're dead. And there's no shame in that. Those are, you don't have a chance against a cougar. And if you're the person making a joke right now about how that's another, that's a name for an older woman. It, <laughs> Dude, that is one of the most overplayed. Oh yeah. Are you the same guy that says that's what she said? You the same guy? Is that your, that's how you spice up a story. I saw a cougar and yeah, and she had a lower back tattoo. <laughs> I'm talking real. Yeah, cougars, cats are scary because they'll just, at least they kill you quick though. They'll just grab your neck, shake you around. This coyote though, I got to say, 
it was bigger than I anticipated. I always thought people that get killed by coyotes, like, grow up, right? It's not, it's a tiny little dog, but they're not. They're bigger than you think. And they got teeth. And this thing, dude, I got within like 10 feet of them. And fortunately, he was busy. I don't know what he was doing. Um, he was like sniffing. Maybe he was doing a crossword puzzle, word search. Thank God. Thank God. Because I ran by. And then I thought, like, don't these animals have an instinct where if you're running, they're like, okay, well, I'm going this way now. Of course they do. So I run by this thing. And I know that I have to come back. Just with the thing that the training I was doing, I'm like, I'm doing these intervals. I got to come back along this same route. So now in the back of my mind, I'm like, is he going to hang around? Is he waiting for me? I go down. A couple more Ks, come back. And now I'm looking for him. Because I'm going over this bridge and he's on the other side. And I see him. He's still there. Not in the same spot. But he's hanging around. Probably about, I don't know, 100 yards from where he was. And I'm like, dude, I got a rip. I got a rip and I just got a, I ran with my head sideways as fast as I could. I sprinted and I just kept my head sideways looking at this coyote. And you know what? I had one of my best splits ever. (laughs) I did one of my fastest sprints of all time. Because what I realized is you are able to run actually a lot faster when you think you're going to get attacked by a wild dog. And maybe that's what I needed this whole time. I just need a wild dog, the threat of an animal attack to really get me going. Maybe that's what Goggins is talking about. He's talking about living at 40%. Maybe that's what it is. But that was that's really scary. It's when animals, there's something about an animal that you know, there's just something about an animal when they're not nervous that you're around, that makes you nervous. Cuz you're like, shouldn't you be nervous? Everyone told me you're supposed to be nervous. One time a deer got close to me and that made me freak out. And I know, and I'm not talking a deer with antlers. I'm talking like little Bambi, little baby Bambi. Now, you know what? Let's show some respect for, let's show some respect. Let's show some respect for myself. This was not a baby. It was a full grown deerzilla. And uh, I'm not, I can't confirm, but it looked like it had sharper teeth. I think than a regular deer, but the fact that that it didn't move when I got close made me think it knows something that I don't know. Cause I'm like, you're a deer. You guys are supposed to run away when you when someone blinks. That's how skittish they are. But not this one. This one's holding its ground. Does it have a knife? Does it know deer karate? Can it do a spinning back kick? Give me a hoof right in the face. I honestly thought, can this thing bite me? I don't know how deer attack. I don't know what sound they make. For seeing them all over the place, I don't know a lot about them. They're very cute from a distance. But when you get close, you get close. Man, what do I have brain damage today? When you get close to one, whole different ball game. And that freaked me out. So any animal that doesn't move, you're like, dude, you should be moving. You get away from me. And this, yeah, that's that did scare me a little bit. And of course, I imagined in my mind, if it attacks me, what am I going to do? I think you always got to try and kick first because that's at least the farthest away. Your leg is the longest, right? So I always think you got to try and kick it. And then I don't know after that, man, if it gets by the kick, you're kind of, they always say poke things in the eyes. And that's maybe one of the most absurd pieces of advice that I've ever, I mean, yes, would it work? Probably. 
But do you think that you're going to have the presence of mind to find where this coyote's eyeball is while it's shaking its head and you're trying to grab it? You're going to like calmly put your pointer finger out and snipe that thing right in the eye? You should get a key to the city. Think about the shots you would have to get too. If a coyote bites you, who you might get rabies. And I, I've never seen a person with rabies. Isn't that strange? It's not strange. I, I kind of want to see it. If it's curable. I wouldn't want someone to get it if you can't. But just to have rabies for like a weekend. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they say is like the most dangerous bite you can have. Believe it or not. Is a human being. Because we're so disgusting. It's the one bite that's guaranteed to be in, get infected. Because we're so gross. Never get bit by a person. And if you do, you go to the doctor right away. Because it's just our mouths. Think about it, right? I went to the dentist. We Our mouths are so gross. We have to hire, we have to pay hundreds of dollars for someone else to scrape it out. So if someone bites you, dude, that's game over. And that's another thing that I also learned that when I watch the CSI and these, not CSI, but like the forensic files and that type of stuff, and you know how they do um, forensics? <laughs> Dude, my brain, it must just be checked out for the weekend. It's struggling. But apparently, like, half of that stuff is bullshit. Did you know that? Like, apparently, the whole teeth mark thing is BS. Whenever they have these experts that say that they can figure out whose dental pattern it was that bit someone, apparently, it's all baloney. They can't do it. Because, one, it's like, your bite... You're biting a person. It's not a hard surface. So things move around. It distorts it. And then it bruises. Things change as the body decomposes. And you're welcome for bringing up decomposing bodies on your Saturday. Um, so apparently that's BS. That's all hogwash, as they like to say. And the other big one, which I did not realize, is blood splatter. Dude, every single mystery I've ever watched, every cold case files, they have a blood splatter expert. And apparently that's just BS. Because there's so many variables and there's so many um, different things that can happen that you can't really reliably recreate it. So who knew? Who knew? We think all these things are true. Apparently fire investigation is fake. You can't tell where a fire starts. And that one, I almost sort of believe because of all the things I've always wondered that. Now, if you have a small fire, listen, there was a place here in town that apparently just apparently just happened to burn down years ago. Just happened to catch on fire. And apparently I know someone on the force. Huge flex. I can't tell you who, and I can't tell you how I get this information, but I know a guy who knows a guy who talked to someone, and what we know is the, the fire department showed up to investigate what could have caused this fire. Was there faulty wiring? Was there an oven left on or a burner? Could a candle? Could somebody from the 1800s have time traveled here with a candle and then left it and accidentally? And as they went in, they said, oh, 
or it may have been these jerry cans full of gas <laughs> in the middle. Like it was so obviously a fraud job. Yeah, you got to be so dumb. I mean, I don't let again, and I've said this before, I don't support crime, obviously. And no one should be burning stuff down for insurance fraud. But even more infuriating is if you do it and you do it dumb. Who gave the orders to like, yeah, just, oh yeah, just leave the jerry cans in there. Come on, Ming. Come on, Ming. What are you doing? So, yeah, apparently that's all baloney. Um, and it kind of makes sense to me because if something, if like, let's say an entire building burns down. How do you trace where that started? There's like nothing left. Right? It's if if there's nothing there, how do you trace it? You're like, oh yeah, the fire moved up the wall up here. You're like, yeah, you, yeah, why? Because it always moves up. Hmm. Hmm. Things that make me a little suspicious, right? Some of the real estate is like that, right? You see these like million dollar real estate TV shows, and you're like, all they literally do. Hold on, watch this. We're getting a package right now. He's going to ring the doorbell. Listen to this. Willie's going to freak out. Here we go. Let's see if he rings it. See, I can see everyone that drops packages off at our house as they walk up. And, dude, I don't know what. Jen just told me. She's like, just be ready. There's an onslaught coming. And I don't know what she's getting. But it makes me it, it makes me sad because nothing that ever shows up here is for me. <laughs> I don't get anything. And I know that it's because I haven't, like, it's not like she's getting gifts. These are, she's ordered these, but I would, I, it's nice to have a surprise. Oh, he didn't ring it. Naughty, naughty. Didn't ring the doorbell. Hmm. Have to report it. At least he dropped it off though, man. God, you ever have, you ever order something and then they don't even attempt it. And then you got to go through the rigmarole of like finding where the hell the drop off point is. And then you go there, they're like, it's not here yet. You're like, what? Where is it? I had one from FedEx one time. The guy didn't, I was home the whole day. Guy lied. He lied because he put on the thing that into the database that he rang the doorbell. He, you know, he, he did three, he did three spins for luck. He lit uh, an incense to try and. You sent to let me know it was there. Just like bullshit, dude. You pulled up. It was cold outside. You said it's 1 p.m. on a Wednesday. Guy's probably not home anyway. I'll just pretend I went up to try and busted. I was on a sick day. Busted. And let me tell you something. You know what the ramifications are? Oh, yeah. Absolutely nothing. Nothing happens. You just call and they're like, yeah, it's at the thing. Just go get it. And I looked it up. Oh, oh, great. It's right by the airport. Oh, hey, is there not a center closer to me? Now I have to drive 45 minutes to the Schmerport to pick up. I don't even remember what it, it was. Something so dumb that I was like, maybe I just leave it there. Like it was like a light bulb. And I'm like, honestly, maybe I just leave it. I wonder, I wonder what happens with that. 
What happens with all the packages that no one ever collects? And as I say that, I realize that's a really stupid question because I guess they just go back to the sender eventually, right? I like to think, though, if it wasn't like it, I, I would love to work in a parcel facility where we stack up the ones that aren't collected. And then after like, I don't know, 30 days, you just get to take it home. How fun is that? You get to have a monthly um, white elephant Christmas or whatever they call it, right? You could steal, hide, pass the presents around of people's personal items. <laughs> Man, I it's sometimes you get stuck. I ordered a case for my phone from the U.S., which is a gigantic country right under Canada, and it showed up. And by the time it showed up, I'd already bought a different case. And I know this story is one of my best ever. <laughs> Dude, this is one of these stories that you tell. Does someone end up at a party when you guys have nothing left to talk about? And I'm like, well, you did you hear about when I... Did you hear about my my iPhone case? <laughs> and that person is polite, like, no, what happened? And I'm like, well, I ordered one and then I bought a different one. And they go, wow, that Ty, he's a really interesting character. He's got all kinds of stories. He bought a case. So I wanted to return the one that came in from the U.S. And you should have seen the, the look on their face at the, at the post office when I tried to return it was like, it's not going to happen. I'm like, I just want to return to sender because they won't refund me unless I do it. And they just straight, first of all, the, the she had a whole, like a look of terror in her eyes that I would ask that. She was like, no, no. And I'm like, yes, um, I would just like to return this package to San Jose where it came from so I can get my refund. And she was like, no, no. And I was like, yes, uh, could I maybe talk to a manager? You seem pretty horrified by me trying to do this. And she's like, she had to call someone else over. And he was like, dude, dude. And I was like, I didn't know that you're a government employee. I didn't know you're allowed to say dude. He's like, dude, let me tell you something, all right? Let me tell you, man to man, that this is not going to make it there. And I'm like, what? He's like, dude, we try this. I don't know what happens. But we send these back and they just didn't make it. And I was like, okay. Um, and she was still behind. I'm like, don't, don't, please don't do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, uh, can I get tracking on it? And then he's like, oh, dude, okay, okay, okay. Like, you know how they do that? Okay, like, you can ask for this, but you're not going to like it. So I see him typing, fake typing, and he's like, dude, it was some stupid number. It's like, it's going to be $3,600 to put tracking. And I'm like, forget it. God, I guess I'll just have an extra case just in case. Ooh, case pun. So, but I kind of, you know what part of it I think was too, was that's one of those, if you've ever worked a service job, there's always that one thing that's a pain in the ass to do. And you do not get paid more by doing it. And you get mad at people for even asking you, even though it's a service. And I'll give you an example. Is I used to work at the, a bank for a very brief period of time. I was a bank teller. And when people would come in and want to get a, there was two that were an absolute pain in the ass to do. One would be to get a, a check certified. Stupid. Stupid. Dude, it, how funny is that? That I don't, I only worked there for a few months and I'm still mad that people do that. Stupid. They want to get a check certified. Do you know what I would have to do? I would have to like 
called the other bank where it's from or some shit. I don't even remember. I know I had to call something. I'd have to go get the manager above me. We would have to like hole punch it in certain places. I'd have to print off six different receipts. She would have to sign two of them. I got to sign the other one. We got to get a confirmation code, dude. And, it, and then I got to go in the system and like put funds on hold and all this stuff. Ridiculous. And that was one of those things where I think that's the same thing the postal guys did to me where you just try to finesse and talk the person out of doing it just because you don't want to. <laughs> that's for real. You just go like, it's going to be such a pain in the ass and there's so such a good chance we're going to make a mistake and then we're all screwed that just don't do it. Hey, instead of certifying this check, like it's 1982, go to whoever wrote it and say, give me cash or tell them to sign up for an email at yahoo.com and then e-transfer the money through the satellite to your savings. And that's what, that's what I think made me the most bad was like, you're going to make me do all this shit when there's an actual way easier solution called e-transfer. So that one was a pain. The other one, oh my God. And this still, again, I still have a nightmare about having to do these was wire transfers. Dude, wire transfers. Now this one, I'm a little bit more lenient because there is only, no, maybe you could e-transfer someone in a different country. Anyway. There is still occasions where you have to wire money, but dude, it's like ridiculous. Again, there's like routing numbers and swift codes and you have to print off 10 receipts. Someone has to sign a thing. And if one even number is wrong, it's going to the wrong bank and some scammer in like Nigeria is t- gets that money. And you're just like, it's too much, especially if it was like not even a lot of money. Like we're going to wire $138. Where is this person? Panama jail. Ugh, I don't even like thinking about that stuff. So I actually, I, I recognize that game, recognize game. And I recognize that right away that part of what the, the postal team was like the horrified lady. Don't do it. Part of it was like, she's like, I don't want to go through the pain, in the ass of doing this. All right. I'm here to collect people's boxes from the back and give it to them and maybe help someone weigh a thing. I'm not getting here to, be printing off government documents, getting your ID. And I'm like, I respect it. I respect it. So I took the loss for the sake of that team. So maybe that's the lesson of today. Take a loss. If it makes someone's life easier, go with that. Okay. Oh man. I'll tell you one more really quick was that this is what I found out. It's a pain in the ass for bartenders to have to make milkshakes um, all those blended stuff. And I never realized it until I worked at a golf course for many years and I, I would order like a chocolate milkshake. And I remember one time and I knew the guy behind the, the bar and he was like, dude, please don't do it to me. And I'm like, what? And he's like, dude, when you do order a chocolate milkshake, I have to go down to the freezer. I have to get the ice cream. I got to find the chocolate stuff. I got to come back up here. I got to blend it. Then I have to clean it. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah, never mind. I thought it just came out of like some magic chocolate milkshake portal. Just give me a Sprite. And I'll be just as happy. Actually, you know what? Not Sprite because they dumped us as a sponsor. And don't even get me a V8. Get me a root beer. (laughs) Stupid. All right. That's it, man. I hope you guys have a fantastic 
uh, Saturday. I hope it's not minus 30 where you are. Calgary is literally minus 30 right now. It's going to get down to minus 32. I got to run still. Ugh, I don't know. But um, and then I guess, yeah, man, the Super Bowl is coming up too. So have a great day. And uh, I need a good catchphrase at the end of this. Let's try out, let's try out some new ones as we go along. Have a great day. And check your uh, tire pressure in your car. Okay, bye.